Okay, so we're going to talk about Torah. We had discussed in the past, Nishamas, the fact that a Nishama gives life to the goof, to the body, that's a nice, that's a miracle. Where do we see that in our blessings? Where do we see this with this miracle? Right before the Kainashama. Shayatza. What do we say? At the end of the block we say Mafli Lasis. Right. Mafli's Pella, wonder. So the wonder we're talking about is is one of the interpretations. The wonder is the chibur of Nesham and Guf, the merging of Nesham and Guf. It's the Tanes. The Nesham is Guchnius and the Guf is Gashmius. So it's a Ness. So this Ness, this miracle, is, is true by any Nefesh and Guf. Any Nefesh and Guf. You have an animal. You have a cat. Does a cat have cat have a nephesh? Yeah? The nephesh leaves the body of the cat. It's dead. So there's a nephesh, there's a soul inside the goof of the cat. That nephesh is Ruchnius. And the cat the, what you see is the Gashmius. So that that's also that, that that's a wonder. That's a miracle. It's nefesh and gulf. By animals, by people, even by plants, in a certain way, there's a nefesh. It's called nefesh machas, the nefesh that causes the growth of vegetation. There's a nefesh and there's gulf. So whenever you have nefesh and gulf merging together, it's a pel. However. When it comes to a yid, the pella, the wonder, the miracle, is even more. Why is it that way? So that we say in the there we speak about the special neshama of a yid. The neshama of a yid is, is pure, how do I know that? How do I know that Nisham Yid is pure? It says on the bracha. It says Torah. So I know it's pure. Whose Nisham is pure? Right? Exactly. Your Nisham. Right? The Nisham is pure. Okay? So the Nisham of a Yid is Chilke Lakam Yomal Mamash. It's part of Hashem. And for Nisham, which is Chilke Lakam, to go into a goof gashmi, to merge in a physical body, is a ness. So which is a greater ness? The merging of the nefesh of a cat with the goof of a cat? Or by a yid, the neshama of a yid with the goof of a yid, which is a bigger ness? A yid. Because it's understood that the nefesh of a cat, of an animal, you know, it, it's, it's not Gashmis, it's Ruchnis, that's true, that's why it's a wonder. 
But that nefesh is not tahirahi. It's not tahirahi. It's not levels of kedusha. No. So the merging of a yid of a neshama with a guf—that's even a bigger miracle. So when we say mafli lasses, so in addition to the general understanding that whenever you have a nefesh and a guf, it's a miracle. Especially when it comes to each one of us, to every yid, this mafli, this pella is even a greater pella. It's even a greater miracle. Okay, so this is. And by the way, while we're in this subject, so I'm going to add something about this. Even though it's a pella, mafli lasses, it's a wonder, the merging of neshama, of a yid and a gulf. But who does that merging? Who merges the neshama and the guf? Hashem does that. Now, do we play a role in this? Do we play a role in this? So the answer is we can. We can and we should. We can and we should. Because this is the difference between the nefesh that gives life to the guf and the neshama, which is chelikolika. So because we have, we have, uh, how many nefashas do we have? Two. We have two nefashas. So we have the nefesh habamis and we have the nefesh logis. Nefesh habamis has different names. What are some of the other names of nefesh habamis? Nefesh habamis. Atevis, huh? Yeah? Okay, yeah. What are the names? Nefesh Okay. Let's focus a second on Nefesh Literally, it means the Nefesh that gives life. Of life. Okay, so the Nefesh Abamis, which is Nefesh Achiyunis, that gives life to the person. Where does it, where does it go inside the body of the person, Nefesh Everywhere. The left part of the heart. Left part of the heart. Where else? Like when it wants to give life, where does it go? To the blood. To the blood. That's right. Goes to the blood. Kadam hua nefesh. Dam is the is the nefesh. The nefesh goes into the dam. Okay, that's true by an animal, and by a person. You have a nefesh achiyunis, right? But then we also have a neshama, which is chelik elakamimal mamish. It's part of Hashem. Okay, this neshama also gives life to the person in different ways. It gives life. As a matter of fact, by yid, that's the main life of a yid, the neshama. Now, where does the neshama go to? Which location, in, the, in which geographical location inside the body of a person? The brain. In the brain? It goes into the mind, it goes to the brain. And the right part of the heart. And from there it goes to the right heart, that's right, that's right. So the neshama, the fact that it, go, it, it comes into our guf, the neshama, which is part of Hashem, that, that's a tremendous miracle. In certain ways, even a greater miracle than the nefesh achiyunis going into the guf, into the dam. It's a bigger miracle. However, there's a difference. The difference is that the nefesh achiyunis, nefesh achiyunis, nefesh achiyunis, that goes into our guf to give us life, that's something which is more or less automatic. Like, do nothing and it happens. 
So I'm saying more or less because, yeah, you know, when you eat, so it impacts that relationship. And nutrition might be very important about this, of course, you know, you could enhance it or make it less, you know, of course, right? But more or less, you know, it happens by itself. Don't spoil it. It's supposed to be healthy. But when it comes to the neshama, which is that goes into the person. But here, it's up to us. Here's where our avoider comes into the picture. And what's our avoider? To what extent will the neshama be, re- be revealed within us? That depends on our avoider. So, in other words, there's, there's two nyanim. There's two concepts when it comes to nefeshulakis. Number one, as soon as you're a yid, you're born, or in this guy, you know, as soon as you're a yid, the neshama, which is chilak is in you. Whether you like it or not. Whether you sin, every yid has a neshama. Says Yisrael, afal Yisrael. Even if he yid sins, he's still Yisrael. Why is he Yisrael? Because he has a neshama. Part of Hashem. I don't know. <laughs> so, so that's that's the that's the starting point. Okay, there's different degrees to how that develops. As soon as he is born, but then by the bris, by the bris, that's when the neshama goes more inside the person. And there's other stages when the person gets his chinuch in Torah mitzvahs, it goes further inside. By the bar mitzvah, bas mitzvah, it goes further inside. But all this is more or less, don't do anything and you got the neshama. But it doesn't mean it's revealed in the person. In order to reveal the neshama, for that, we need avoidance. And there's different avoiders that we do to reveal the neshama. So you have the most basic part of avoider in revealing the neshama. The most basic part is just Torah mitzvahs. Just do Torah mitzvahs. Be committed to doing Torah mitzvahs. And that's the most basic part of our avoider which exposes our neshama. But that's the most basic avoider. Then the avoider advances. Advances. What does advancing avoider mean? Advancing means that we have uh, we have different levels of the neshama. We have nefesh, ruach. What else is there? Chaya. Right, the neshama. Right, right. So we have five levels: nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, yichida. Yeah. They have that in Chile also. They have these five levels. So they also have that, right? I think so. Okay, good. So what's the difference between, let's say, Ruach and the Shama? Shama is your intellectual. Right. And the Ruach has more of your spirit, your like, um, emotional. Right, 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 right. That's right. Shama is more of the intellectual. 
Ruch is more the, the feelings, the emotions, right? And what's nefesh? Just the life. It's more even... What's an nefesh? Animate. Living. Right. Well, that's true. That's the nefesh achiyunis. No, the nefesh lakis. Nefesh lakis has these five parts. Nefesh, right? What's the nefesh of the nefesh lakis? It's the part that's. Huh? It's the part that's fighting against the nefesh. <laughs> just the, like, just the, con- the kind of. The, the soul that is giving the life, like there's not, not the emotional or, or even... That's the Nefesh HaChiyunis. That's something else. That's the Nefesh HaBamis HaChiyunis. The Nefesh HaBamis is called HaChiyunis and gives life to the person. I'm talking about the Nefesh HaLakis now. The Nefesh has five parts. So we just discussed the Ruach and the Shama. What's Nefesh? Um, is Nefesh Ruach and Neshama corresponding to Maisa, Dibar, and Machshaba? Oh, so Nefesh has to do with Maisa. Doing the mitzvahs. That's right. But when you do the mitzvahs with nefesh, the way you do it, how are you going to do it? So nefesh is the way of doing it where you're committed to doing it. It's not just doing it. It's the commitment to do it. Wow. Like it's like who you are in a sense. Kind of like the... Like the... What's the lowest level of, like the like an inner man, like the rock life? Like you do it because that's just because you do it. Right, right, right. What's that called? You do it because you have to do it. What's that called? Kabbalah. Kabbalah, right? Kabbalah, Shemaim. You accept the yoke of heaven, right? That's nefesh. Nefesh is the commitment to follow what Hashem, what Hashem wants. So how do you reveal the nefesh? You reveal nefesh by being committed to Hashem. That's the way you reveal the nefesh. But that doesn't mean your ruach is developed because a person could be committed to serve Hashem with uh, no ruach. No ruach means no emotion, no passion, no feelings. So you have nefesh because you're committed, but you have no ruach. You could have ruach and no neshama. Neshama means you, you understand also. You're learning about it. That's neshama. And neshama is higher than ruach. Which needs explanation exactly how that works, but it's higher. Now, you could have nefesh without ruach. Could you have ruach without nefesh? Yes. No. Not in a conscious way. Yeah, well, because well, then the, the nefesh is. Wait, you say, can you have ruach without nefesh? Right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, actually, yeah. Yeah. Right. Huh? But it, but it don't, but when you, when you ask, like, can you have, like, everybody has each of the five levels. So what do you mean? Can somebody have. Revealed. 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 So, like, they have a certain level of passion, excitement, but it's not. Not always committed. It's not Kabbalah. It's not translating into action. Yeah. So in a way, it actually seems like the nefesh is the high. Could be the highest level. In certain ways. In certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm asking this question: Could you have ruach without nefesh? Now you could have nefesh without ruach. 
Or could you have ruach without nefesh? So it actually depends what that means, ruach without nefesh. If it means someone is not doing mitzvahs, chas v'shalom, but they have ruach, they love Hashem, they have a passion to Hashem, that's not real. That's not real. That's fake news. <laughs> On the other hand, a person that does mitzvahs, you could have someone who does mitzvahs. But why? Out of love. Someone loves Hashem, and because he loves Hashem, he does all the mitzvahs. He's doing the mitzvahs out of love. Nefesh? Maybe not. Nefesh, you could be missing. But he's doing the mitzvahs. That you can have. You could have work without nefesh if you're doing the mitzvahs. But if someone doesn't do mitzvahs, and he says, I have a passion to Hashem, no. That, that's, not, that's not a real ruach. No. If he's doing all the mitzvahs, how, come he, how does he not have nefesh? Out of love. Nefesh. If the, if the love was gone. No, no it's, it's conditional mitzvahs. Uh, yeah. Nefesh is, 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 is an avoidum. It's an avoid of Kabbalah's oil. Kabbalah's oil means, why am I doing it? Because Hashem is my boss. He's my king. Someone could say, I don't need that. I love Hashem. Okay? So if you do the mitzvahs, yeah, you're missing nefesh, which is a problem. But if you don't do mitzvahs and you say, I love Hashem, that doesn't really work. That's not really ruach. Okay. Now, could you have ruach without neshama? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've seen that more often. Huh? I've seen that more often. Okay. Could you have neshama without ruach? Yeah. So this is the question I don't want to speak about now, because in, in, in fact, you cannot. Interesting. You cannot have neshama without ruach, but that's, I don't want to speak about that right now. That, that's a whole discussion, just while we're at it. Okay, so we spoke about nefesh. The soul has different parts. Nefesh is the action, the Kabbalah soil. Ruach is the part of the neshama that's more emotional. Neshama is more the intellectual. Then we get to the next level. What's the next level? Chaya. What's Chaya? Like, uh, life force. Like, um, well, that you said about Nefesh also. Oh. What's Chaya? It's, it's, it's the level that connects like Arnishama from the Seder Stoshlis to the Tired Seder Stoshlis. That's beautiful. But what's Chaya in our life? <laughs> My mother calls me. Uh, you're, like, you're like will. <laughs> your will. Like you're more of your will. Oh, 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 oh. It's your Ratzon. It's your will. Right, in your will, but you have to define what that means. When you say chay is in, what does that mean? Not every will that we call a will is chay. You could have a will from nefesh. So God, godly will. Yeah, you could have a godly will from nefesh. Okay. Nefesh means I'm committed to Hashem. Okay, so I decided that I want to commit to Hashem. So I have a will. You can have ruach. I'm passionate about Hashem, so I want to do His mitzvahs. That's a will. We can have neshama where I understand I should be serving Hashem. I want to serve Hashem. So just saying the word will in it by itself doesn't tell you yet you're talking about chaya. In other words, there's something unique about the will, the rotzin of chaya, which nefesh, ruach, neshama do not possess. What is that unique quality of Ratzin when it comes to Chayim. 
The answer is, it's a rotzoin, lemaila mitam vadas. A will that's above, it's beyond understanding and feeling. That's chaya. It's a rotzoin beyond understanding. Lamaila Lamaila Like Aliyah Lamaila Higher Higher than Tamvadat Higher than understanding That's Chaya It's the Rotzen Higher than understanding So if I understand I should stop smoking And I stop smoking That's not Chaya Maybe it's Nisham Or maybe it's Ruach It could be it's my passion That's why I want to stop smoking you know, they, they, they took someone that was a chain smoker. He was like, I don't know, in the 70s and the 80s. The doctor said it's dangerous. And they, they explained to him, he said, I understand. He tried, to stay, he couldn't stop smoking. So they took this guy, not a guy, it was a hostel. They took him to the hospital. They showed him the pictures of the lungs of patients that smoked. They just showed him, they showed him the condition. He stopped smoking. Because this was not just understanding or seeing it. it <laughs> okay. So. Um, that, that's something. That, that's not what we're talking about, but that's chai, what you're saying. Yeah. That's chai, yeah, okay. So, so a person could have a will for different reasons. But the, what's unique about chai is a rotzen lemailu mitamadas. A rotzen highland understanding. Yes. Sorry, <coughs> That every part of the Neshama, except from Yechida, is a Yitzhara. So if they did Chaya, Chaya paid this part of the Neshama, is above the Sechel, the, what's the Yitzhara? Oh, okay. Okay. The question is We're discussing now the five levels of the Neshama. And we just got the Chaya. Chaya is a Rotzen, higher than understanding. A Rotzen for what? What does the Neshama want? A Rotzen for what? What do you want? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right. You want Hashem? You want Hashem? Why do you want Hashem? Why do you want Hashem? So if you ask uh, Ruach, the level of Ruach, why you want Hashem? I love Hashem. If you ask Neshama, why do you want the Shema? <laughs> Don't you understand? <laughs> okay, when you ask Chai the question, why do you want a Shem? Well, what's I going to say? Sounds like it would be a cute I want to Because I want. Yeah, why? Because no. I want. No, without a because. <laughs> okay, I want. <laughs> Go explain it. You're talking to the wrong person, you know. I just told you I want. And to the Okay, that's a very deep connection. In other words, our connection to Hashem is not just because it makes sense, not just because we could be passionate. Every yid has a rotten to Hashem, a will to Hashem, higher than understanding. Now, then we get to Yechida. Then we get to Yechida, which is even higher than Chaya. Okay? We'll soon talk about Yechida, right? Just higher than Chaya. But before we talk about that, we have to ask ourselves a question. The nefesh habamis, the nefesh achiyunis, 
Does she also contain these five levels of nefesh, ruach, and shemach, and Yeah. No, it doesn't have yechida. Oh, it doesn't have yechida. It doesn't have yechida. It has four levels. It doesn't have yechida. Okay. Now, if you're going to say, well, then, let's explore the levels of the nefesh abamis. Okay, let's speak about the nefesh of the nefesh abamis. The level of nefesh. So what's the agenda of the nefesh nefesh abamis? Survive. To serve the body. Serve the body, yeah, right? Let's do uh, things that we, you know, let's sin sometimes, whatever it is, you know, let's do it, right? What's the ruach of Nevesha Bamis? Passion for Passion. bodily pleasure. Right, right? Uh, Passion, the feeling. Okay, basically, huh? right? Tightness, right, right, right? Basically, everything just serving the, everything similar to, like, the same function, but towards the opposite. Right, 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 it's the passion, right, yeah. What's the neshama of the nefesh habamis? Worldly matter, intellect. Right, right, rationalizing intellect, you know, in a bad way, in a wrong way, okay? Now, here the question is, how can, the, is there a, a, a chaya by nefesh habamis? And if there is, how could you have a chaya which is not tamvada? What is that? By the nefesh al-kis, you say, it's l'maylam b'tamadah. So he wants to serve Hashem higher than understanding. How can you have chaya by the nefesh al-bamis? That was the question he was asking. What does that mean? That's the question. It's a very important question. Like Kaira. was like... Oh, okay, okay. That's, that's, that's a good example, right? That's right. That's right. So, so, so let's... Oh, What? Can you explain? Can you explain the shama again of Nevesha Bahamas? The shama? Yeah. I'm going to talk about it now. We'll talk more about that now. Okay. Before we get to the chay of Nevesha Bahamas, we're going to talk first about the neshama and the ruach of Nevesha Bahamas. And I'm going to ask you a question: Which is more dangerous, the neshama of Nevesha Bahamas or the ruach of Nevesha Bahamas? Depends what you how you def- what you mean by dangerous. Well, everything depends on everything, right? But I'm asking you a question, give an answer. <laughs> well, ultimately, the, the ruach would stem from, the, the, the emotion would stem from the intellect at its, at its beginning source, but the emotion could be more dangerous in that way. Okay. I don't know if any, okay. Any other comments? Which is more dangerous? No? I think emotions are more powerful and have more energy, so therefore more dangerous. Okay. Any other comments? Which is more dangerous than nefesh or mushamamis? Which is more dangerous? Sometimes thoughts are based on emotions. Can be, could be that neshama is more powerful. So you're saying neshama is more powerful, but ultimately, but ultimately, when the, the emotions become more powerful, but if you trace back the emotions from when they came about, it ultimately comes from. Uh, the nefesh, uh, the neshama, with the intellect. Actually, I'm going to change my answer. I think neshama is worse because then you have like a person who doesn't believe in Hashem, right? Like an atheist, they rationalize all these ideas, and they'll never, they'll never have a you know relationship with Hashem because the emotion stems from the intellect, right? Imagine the you have emotions, you cannot. Excused by the 
Mm-hmm. To make them into something holy. Okay. Now, what everyone said is right. Just because I'm a nice guy. But. I would have said everyone is wrong, but no, no, no. You're all right. You're all discussing various concepts, which is all true. But, but to, to understand this a little bit more, let, let's, let's generalize now. You want to generalize what life is about. What's the struggle of life? One of the main struggles of life that we have is the, the battle between moyach, brains, and lave and heart. That's a common struggle that most of us have very often. The battle between moyach and lave, brains and heart. Now what's the battle we usually have? The battle we usually have is, in my mind, I understand this and this. I understand what I should do. In my life, I'm not interested. <laughs> not interested. Okay, there's a battle. Should I wake up in the morning for chassidus, for Dharma? Should I wake up? My moyach says, 100% wake up. And my life says, sorry, I'm too, I'm too attached emotionally to my bed. <laughs> okay. well, I'm too lazy. sometimes opposite? Yeah. Sometimes your body's like, oh, do you mean I'm getting up, but the mind is telling you like... Uh, okay, that could also be right. Or sometimes my, my life tells me, my heart tells me, take this taiva, take this, this, uh, take this food, which my mind says, no, it's not good for me. Okay, there's a battle between Mayach and Leiv. Okay, and likewise, this is a battle between man and man. Fights. You know, fights. Machleikas, fights. Where do fights come from? Yeah, it, it comes from Leiv, usually. Usually. Okay. So, uh, there's very often... Between man and man, we go through these battles. In my heart, I'm angry at someone because someone said the wrong thing to me. I got angry. In my moyach, I say, are you kidding? Why should you be angry? Why are you making a big deal out of it? Why are you making a big fuss? Come on, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but my life is all upset. Okay? So life is, is, is a huge chunk of life is this battle between moyach and life. Now, that's a normal battle because that's, that's the way Hashem created us. He created us that we have a life with different passions, but he gave us a mind that we could, we could think things through. So this is a normal, expected battle which we have lifetime. And most people never can say, I won the battle. The battle is over. I'm victorious. Most people can't say that. Many people could say, I learned the techniques of, of, of fighting this battle successfully. That, yes. But very few people could say, no more battles, because I'm victorious. No, it's a battle. It's okay. Hashem wants this battle. Okay. Is it natural? Like, is it natural? It's ingrained in... Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. Now, this is a normal type of fight, but then it could get more ugly. Okay, I'll tell you how this fight gets more ugly. When the moyach, the brain, gets corrupt, okay, then it gets more ugly. So let me tell you what I mean. A person is thinking um, smoking, smoking 
my mind says it's dangerous. Okay, that everyone knows. But I'm I'm addicted. I need it emotionally or whatever. I'm I'm addicted. I want to smoke. So there's a battle. Okay, that's normal. Sometimes you'll quit. Sometimes you won't quit. But then once in a while you get this fellow that says there's nothing wrong with smoking. Why? Are you crazy? Because if you walk in Manhattan, you get the same, same dangerous, you know, and as, as a cigarette. So it's the same thing. What are you talking about? That's what the guy said. I've heard people say that. You know, <laughs> you know here. Wow. It's very, it's rare. It's rare. But I heard people say that. Go argue with them. You know, go, go have a discussion with them, you know. Their mind became corrupt, okay? Notice they're justifying what they're doing. That's already an ugly battle. It wasn't meant to be that way. Your mind is supposed to be clear, straight, honest. But once you take your mind and you corrupt it, smoking is okay, it's not so terrible, they're exaggerating, they're making it up. Okay, that's already a corrupt mayach. It's ugly, it's not supposed to be that way, but it happens. It's brainwashing. Right? Then you have this, uh, you know, when it comes to serving Hashem. Comes serving Hashem, so we all have tithers. Okay, so someone says, looks, and uh, there's a restaurant with, it smells so good, the food. The problem is, it's, you know, chalabakum, you know, it's not, you know. Chalabakum is, is non Jewish milk. You know, there's ice cream there, good ice cream. But it's milk, it's chalavi, it's dairy. And it's not Jewish milk, you know. It's O-U-D, you know. It's, it's, O-U-D means there's no chaza there, but, it, but it's not Jewish milk, you know. So, um, okay, so you have a battle, you know. My says, nah, come on. My left says, I want it, it tastes good, okay. So up to this point, it's a normal fight. What's wrong with that? It's good to have a fight, you know. Well, so you have a fight. It's not always good, but, but it's okay, normal. But here you get to the next stage, the ugly stage, where the moyach starts saying, you know what, there's nothing wrong with chalavak, no problem. It's okay, there are some people that say you're allowed to, it's okay, it's not so terrible, okay? Your moyach gets corrupt, okay? That's when the moyach turns ugly. That's when the battle turns ugly, okay? That, it's not meant to be that way. It's meant to have a battle between moyach and life, that's okay. That's how we're created, that's how Hashem made us. But if the moyach gets corrupt, it's not meant to be that way. So it used to be historically that, um, you know, Yidim, ever since Har Sinai, you know, we kept Shabbos. Kept Shabbos. Okay, then, and if someone didn't, you know, there were people that desecrated Shabbos also, okay? But everyone knew, you desecrate Shabbos, that's a sin. Even the one that desecrated Shabbos knew it's a sin. But for whatever reason, they desecrated Shabbos. No, no. Yetzirah. Okay. Then, all of a sudden, like 200 years ago, 300 years ago, or, or maybe even before sometimes, where, what's wrong with desecrating Shabbos? Wow. Okay. You know, in the times of the desert, you know, in the Midbar, in order to make a fire, you had to take two rocks, and it was so, uh, so that you can't do on Shabbos because you're not resting. But if you just turn on a switch, big deal, big deal, right? 
Kosher, you know, the tailor said you should keep kosher because in the olden days the, the pigs weren't healthy, so the non kosher food, it wasn't healthy. Jim says to keep a, a healthy diet, okay? Nowadays you can find healthy pig or whatever, you know. So, so all of a sudden, instead of having a battle of moyach and leiv, all of a sudden the moyach, the brain becomes corrupt and says, it's okay. What's okay? To sin, okay? It justifies it, okay? So, so that's already a, a more dangerous battle. It's a more dangerous battle because it's not moyach against slave. All of a sudden, it's moyach against moyach. You know, one part of me might say it's wrong or maybe I'm completely brainwashed. There's nothing wrong with it, right? Both my moyach and the slave are going to do the sin chas v'shalem and, and I'm going to try not to have a guilty conscience. When you have moyach and slave battle, even if the slave wins, ah, I feel bad, usually. Right? You have that ice cream, chalavakum, you know. Uh, I should, I shouldn't. Usually, after you eat it, you say, why do I have to do it? Or if you're on a diet and you have kosher ice cream, you know, your leif says it tastes good, your leif says, that's not healthy, don't eat it. Let's say, you, let's say the leif wins and you eat it. Usually, you'll, you, you'll feel bad about it to a certain degree, you'll regret it. But if the leif gets corrupt and your leif says there's nothing wrong with it, it's okay. It's okay to desecrate Shabbat, it's okay to eat non-kosher, it's okay. Then after you did it, it could be you won't even feel bad about it. Because your mind became corrupt. So, so in this sense, having, um, having the neshama of the klipa, the moyach of the klipa, of the evil Yitzhah, is more dangerous than the lave of the Yitzhah. But I want to take it to the next step. The problem here is, some, is much deeper. The problem is that seichel, intellect, is, uh, is um, sprinkled with an excessive amount of gaiva, arrogance. Ga- the, 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 the intellect of the Nefesh Abamis, of the animal soul, is sprinkled with an overdosage of gaiva, of, of arrogance. The Midas, the Ruach of the Nefesh Abamis, also has gaiva, but a little bit lower, lower dosage. The, the, the intellect of the Nefesh Abamis is, is, is terrible. You know, it stinks, the gaiva of, of the intellect. Now, what's the guy? What's the arrogance over here? The arrogance goes like this. The arrogance goes, I am smart. That's the first sentence. Then there's usually second sentence. I'm smarter than you, whoever that you is. Okay? And therefore, don't tell me what to do because I'm the smart person. That's when the neshama, the, the intellect of Nefshabamis gets corrupt. If, that, if, if, if it's not corrupt, so again, there's a battle between mayach and leiv, okay? Mayach and leiv means I have my taivas, I have my passions, I have my lusts, right? But uh, I might be humble enough to say, well, well, if someone else is smarter than me, you know, maybe they know more than me, you know, maybe, maybe it's wrong to smoke, you know, maybe it's wrong to do this. You could have some type of conversation where there's a bit of humbleness where I could receive from someone else. But once the moyach, the brain, becomes corrupt, 
because of the gaiva, arrogance, and that arrogance says, it's me, I'm the smart one, I'm the intelligent one, and you're not intelligent or less intelligent, or you're maybe even stupid. Okay, so, so that's already a, a more dangerous intellect. Okay. Now, now we saw in our generation that, um, in our generation, that there's like different types of Yetzirahs. Different types of Yetzirahs. So nowadays, the more common Yetzirah nowadays is, 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 what do you think? It's more Neshama of Neshama is Ruach. What's is the more com- com- common or calmer? Common. More, more calm, common. Nowadays, what's the more common? That one that you... Never Now a generation, I'm generalizing. It's mostly ruach. It's mostly just just passions. People want to watch all the shtusim just because of their... They waste their time. Yeah. I'm generalizing. That's the... The Yitzhak nowadays is usually just... Just your taivas, you know. You have your lusts. That, that's the main Yitzhak. the altar of in the, going back a hundred years ago, in Russia with the communism, socialism, there a lot of the evil was intellect. You don't think that's all nowadays? Much less. Really? Much less. Much less. Then it was much worse. Even like the really evil people, like the people leading the charge. And... I'm generalizing now. I'm, I'm just, I'm just very, I'm very generalizing. Let's put it this way: when you had. Uh, a, a regular religious yid, a former yid, the youth, a teenager, a teenager of a regular former yid uh, nowadays, okay? Let's say nowadays. He's a religious yid, religious family. <coughs> and this kid decides to drop religion, to fry out. He's dropping religion, okay? And, and you want to wonder, you, you're going to wonder, like, why? Why would, you know, why would you do that? You know, I know a lot of Bali Tshuva that, you know, took the other direction to become Shema Shabbos. Why is this kid, you know, why is he leave? Why is he dropping religion? And there are quite a few such kids, okay? That's, that's the reality. Now, why would he drop religion? Most of the time, nowadays, the answer will be, Tivus. Tivus. They'll justify it in different ways, but, but it's very clear it's Tivus. It could be different reasons, but it has to do with the emotion. Okay, there's more details, but I'm, I'm generalizing. A hundred years ago, in Russia, in Poland, 150 years ago, you have a, a religious yid, you know, family, teenager, teenagers, right? They drop religion. For the most part, and I'm generalizing, it was because they... They read books of Marxism or Zionism, different isms, and they started f- learning about it and, and thinking about it, and their intellect was telling them communism is God. You know, different ways of saying that, you know. That's the ideal. Or different isms, social, whatever it is. In their mind, th- they started understanding that. And when that happened, they left religion very often because that, that's what these... Isms were telling you, okay? That was like 100 years ago, 150 years ago. That was the main, the main Yetzirah. I'm generalizing again. Now, it's, there's different types of Yetzirah. So in many ways, the intellectual Yetzirah is more dangerous. And, and one of the reasons dangerous is because of the arrogance involved. It's arrogance. 
I made a discovery a couple years ago. I, I was, I think, naive. I made a discovery. We, uh, we had some professors, some Jewish professors that came to the yeshiva for a couple of days to learn. A couple of years ago. Huh? That's awesome. They came, yeah, professors. They, they were more or less religious, I think, but they wanted to learn. So I chatted with them. And, and what, I heard, what I heard from them was that, I'm saying it in different words, you know, that the professors and the scientists in the university, as a rule, are quite arrogant. <laughs> I, was, I, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. But they were telling me. As a matter of fact, the bigger professor you are, the chances are you're more arrogant. And I was like surprised, I, I, you know. Then I spoke to students that went to universities, asked them, tell me something about your professors. You know, I want to, I want to know more. And they vowed, they said, yeah, that's the way it is. <laughs> I was very surprised. I was just naive, I didn't know that. Because Lahavdil, by Torah, by Torah, what's so important is, is the humbleness. You know, if you have a scholar that's arrogant, we, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much respect, you know, we, I'm not sure. You know, the more time you learn, the more humble you're supposed to become, yeah. okay? But there's a certain arrogance in the mind, you know, in the intellect of, of klipa, of evil, where, where you start believing in yourself to the exclusion of anyone else. Don't tell me anything because I'm the smart one. So there's, diff, there's different types of, of klipa, different types of evil. And in many ways, the intellect is worse. Now, then you get to a worse klipa, and that's the level of chaya. Chaya is a rotzoin, which is not intellectual, okay? Now, the way you would say, the, the words that you would use is like this. The difference between chaya of the neshama and chaya of klipa, of the shabamis. They're both rotzoin. But one is a rotzen lemaila metamadas above intellect, and the other one is a rotzen lemata below intellect. Okay, they're both a rotzen, and they're both not intellect. One is above, and one is below. Now, when you have uh, uh, evil in the world, so some evil is generated by ruach, just tivus. You know, emotions. There's another type of evil generated by intellect. You know, intellectually. You know, they're against God, against whatever. You know, that's another type of evil. But then you have a, a more dangerous evil where they're just against Hashem. They're just, you know, and they don't even know why. They can't figure it out. It's just, they just do it. Is it Nazi? Huh? Is it Nazi? Nazi? I don't know. Maybe, it's maybe. Only Jewish what did you say? People, right? Huh? This is only Jewish people. I don't know. I don't know. But I want to take an example to, to see this more. I want to use an example between people. Okay? Fights. So we said before that most fights come from, from the life. Even though my moich tells me, why are you getting into a fight? But sometimes the fight becomes more dangerous. When my moich starts telling me, I'm right, and he's wrong, okay? Someone offended me, okay? I got upset. My heart got upset. I'm angry. But my moich might tell me, come on, 
like getting angry for. It doesn't make sense. So he said something wrong to me. I should get angry, make a big fight of it. It doesn't make sense. And besides, why am I really getting angry? That's because of my arrogance. If I would be more humble, it wouldn't bother me. But I'm very arrogant, so I get angry. So my moich might tell me, stop being so foolish. In my heart, I'm angry. But my moich, you know, a battle. But then it gets worse. It could get worse. Well, moich says, no. It's a matter of principle. <laughs> it's a principle of the matter. And no, it was really wrong. And this was evil, what the person said. And it's my obligation to whatever, that, 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 to hate, whatever it is, you know, you know. That's when it becomes ugly. And you see this by shalom bias also between husband and wife. You see it all the time. Sometimes there are fights. We'll use the words normal fights if there's such a thing, you know. They get angry at each other. But then they think it over the next day and they say, it was really foolish. I'm sorry, I apologize, I apologize. Okay, next. Until the next fight, which is 10 minutes from now. It doesn't matter. But at least, you know, you know. Then sometimes it gets worse. It's worse where, where they get into a fight where my spouse is, is, is terrible. In my mind, I'm convinced, terrible, you know. And, and you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm sorry. What I'm sorry? I, I know you're going to do it again. I know who you are. You know, it becomes in your mind. Once it goes in your mind, it becomes more dangerous. And, and it gets worse than that. I guess the worst thing is that sometimes you develop a certain uh, hatred, negativity, which you're not even sure why. Yeah. Why are you so angry? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, you have, you have siblings. You have siblings. It's terrible. You have siblings that don't talk to each other. I don't know if you ever heard of that. They don't talk to each other. You have families, parents and children. They don't talk to each other. Sometimes you ask, you know, it's already 10 years you haven't spoken to your brother. Tell me, let's make some. What did he do wrong with you? Tell me, tell me what he did wrong with you. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Then why are you still angry? I don't know. I'm still angry. That's an example of, of, of a rotsin or a feeling. Not all pitamadas doesn't even make sense. Why are you fighting? It doesn't even make sense. It's senseless. But Klippa has a, a strength of senseless evil, senseless arrogance, senseless even tithers. You can have senseless timers. You know, so a person, I'll give you an example. An example is that you have some people that, that uh, got so used to eating, they, they got so used to it, even when they don't have a time, they still take it. Like it's a senseless attachment. You can have it to so many things. Yeah. Okay. So Klippa has such an energy also. You understand? It's senseless, but there's such an energy in Klippa. By Kedusha... It's lemaylamitamadas. It's also senseless, but in a good way, in a positive way. Okay, there's senseless avas yisrael. You know, sometimes avas yisrael means I love another yid. Sometimes I don't love him. I'm giving an example, okay? But I understand. You know, he's a yid. I understand. I want to be nice to him. Okay. Sometimes I don't love him. I don't even know why. I just want to do a favor in other I don't even know why. It's an addiction. Kosher addiction. There are people like that. That they're so into helping another yid. So you ask them, why do you want to help someone else? Sometimes they say, I just love yid. And okay, God, sometimes. I don't even know why. Okay. Or sometimes a yid will serve Hashem. You know, why are you serving Hashem? You know, why are you putting a tefillin now? Why are you keeping Shabbos? You know, 
You ask people, why did you start keeping Shabbos? You know, why did you start? Sometimes they'll give you an answer that might make sense a little bit. Sometimes you get answers which don't make sense. Like, you know, they, they, they could talk to you for an hour and not one word made sense. Why did you start keeping Shabbos? It just doesn't make sense. But the real reason is, it doesn't make sense. It's just that Hashem was pushing them to that. And then they try to figure it out, which usually they don't do a good job. <laughs> but it was the Nisham that was pulling to that. That's a rotz in the Malam Tamadas. Okay, so we spoke about Nefesh, Ruach, Nisham, Chayer, both Nefesh, Lokin, Meshabamis. Where are we up to? Yichid. Oh, what's Yechid? Okay, that we'll have to leave for later. <laughs>